Hi friends, I'm Erin from Whalen Farms and Erin Whalen Online, and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey. From an urban farm in Washington State to 100 plus acres in Tennessee, this is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we are building our homestead from the ground up. Hello friends and welcome to the Homestead Journey podcast. Today, I am not only going to be on the platforms of, of the podcast platforms, but I'm also going to be on YouTube for the first time. My sister was on me for when she used to manage my podcast. So for over almost two years now, ever since the podcast started, she was like, you need to be on like visually for someone to see you too, which I thought was kind of I love YouTube, but I'm not like a huge listening of the podcast of podcasts on YouTube, but some people like to see and we all intake information differently. And so I wanted to be able to offer this to the people who might enjoy doing it on YouTube. Um, I'm also trying to break into YouTube as far as my channel and get it going. I'm posting a lot of shorts right now. But I told Travis, my husband, that I really wanted him to be involved more in the YouTube aspect and the videos because he is such a huge part of this whole homestead. Like, I'm the dreamer, I'm the visionary, and I can definitely get out there and do things. But Travis is the builder, and he's the guy that you give the plans, and he runs the saws, and that brings him joy. And so we work really well together like that. And so he said that he was totally willing to come on and be part of YouTube to chat on there. He was actually on the podcast last week. So if you are new to YouTube and finding me on here, I have over two years worth of content that I won't be able to put up here, but is on my podcast platform. So I'll link that down in the description of the video. But this is just kind of two avenues that you can experience Wayland Farms and um, that we can kind of chat and get to know each other and just really share our journey of moving from the Pacific Northwest to Tennessee to 120 acres, <clears throat> excuse me, that we actually for the first time, so I'm going to get into the episode shortly here, but just like a monumental moment in our homesteading journey was we actually made it the whole way around our property yesterday, which we have not. So when we purchased this property, the house is right on the front. We're basically on a rectangle and we're on the short end of the rectangle in the front and it goes all the way back. And, um, and yeah. And so when we first got here, the house is very close to the front of the property, like very close to the front of the property. If I was to design it, I wouldn't have put it so close to the road, but back a hundred years ago, you wanted to be close to the road because you wanted access. The people who used to live here did not originally have a car and that kind of stuff. So like being close to the road was a huge priority. Not nowadays that we have cars and we like to be back off the road, but thank goodness our road is not super busy. So it's not, it's not a huge deal. But, um, so when we first looked at the, I'm looking outside because I'm literally looking outside our property right now. If, if the animals are noisy, we just got done with a huge cold spell. I know a lot of the United States this last week or so was hit with a really big cold spell. It got to negative 12 in West Tennessee, which, you know, we're only on our second winter here. So I can't say that that's normal or, or abnormal. We did have a really big cold spell last December, um, right at Christmas time. Our pipes froze. It was, we had, we had my family over from Washington. It was really a lovely time. Lots of memories. Um, not ideal. <laughs> But we had a cold spell too. And so the animals are just starting to come out um, from the chicken coop and walk around. And so they are just like hooting and hollering and having a good old time. But when we looked at this property originally, we only walked back into the forest initially just past the big barn that we had recently taken down because of, um, cause it was dangerous. Um, and so 
we we hadn't accessed the back of our property. And so the first year we kind of made what we call our loop. We have a walking loop. And so Travis was able to get about like six months after moving here, we purchased a small tractor, John Deere tractor. And so Travis was able to clear a lot of the area out, but we have these big old, almost like culverts. They're just like seasonal springs that are seasonal rivers, I guess, that the water goes through and it's cut through our property so much that it's very deep. Like there's, you know, sections that it runs through that's like seven feet deep. You jump down in and climb back out the other side. So it just wasn't feasible. We hadn't found a, a way to get the tractor across until a few weeks ago, which is really exciting. Um, and so we just been in the summertime, it's hard too because the forests were not managed well, they were not logged well. Um, and so this might be some backstory, obviously, for people who've been on the podcast before they've listened to this, but on YouTube, not so much. Um, but it was, it was really ill logged. And so they took the big trees they wanted and they just kind of just knocked over all the other trees and they didn't do a good cleanup and burn of the trees that they removed and clearing and access so animals and people and everything else can move through the forest freely. They left it really, really messy, which meant that there's just so much overgrown and berries and brambles and things like that. So when we moved, it was just starting to everything come alive. And so we just, we didn't know what was back there. Um, and so the first winter we were able to dig back there, find some trails, find some spots that used to be accessible. Um, I talk with my hands a lot so on YouTube and you're like, you're driving me nuts. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just how I talk. Um, so this last, Travis was on vacation, staycation the last week. And we're like, with all the snow and everything, it was really nice because visually you can just see, it's not just a brown forest. Like you can see the ground, you can see how the land moves and goes up and different things from further away. And so I was like, let's just hit one section, walk back and let's just see where we can go. I have this um, app on my phone, it's called Hunt. And there's like a big, there's a big red X in front of it. And it's a hunting app, but it also shows you where you are at on certain properties. It shows you who owns certain properties. If you're curious about like if it's a natch, if it's like the state owned or owned by a person so you know where to hunt or whatever. Um, and, but you can utilize it a lot of other ways. And so we were just kind of using that to walk and map out where our property was. And we found out that the whole thing was fenced at one time, which is amazing because we did not know that when we first moved in. Um, the fence is really badly damaged in several spots. It's mostly metal T-posts. There is some old wood fence posts as well, but it mostly is T-posts, which is great. Um, it's a five-string bob wire. I believe they probably had cattle in here at some point in time. Um, and so lots of trees have fallen over. It'll take It'll take a lot to fix it, but it's there and that's huge for us. And that gives us an edge to our property that we are aware of. So we don't have to just wonder or get a surveyor out to see exactly where the property ends at. Um, that's all done for us, which is huge. And then just knowing that we can go through and fix the sections that need to be fixed and start to access that and put up pasture and things like that is just a very big godsend. And so we were extremely happy to find that. So we trekked through the whole thing from one start to the other yesterday. And it was just so fun to see because we didn't know what we owned. And, um, and so that was huge for us to be able to be like, I mean, even still to know that we own 120 acres is wild because when we were looking for property, that was never something that was like on our huge, we wanted at least 20 plus was our ideal because we did want to have some area for the animals to be able to go. We knew we wanted larger animals. We knew we wanted cattle at some point in time. We knew we wanted horses. I rode horses when I was little. I was in 4-H. Evelyn wants to do kind of the same thing. Um, Tyron loves to dirt bike. And so we want to be able to pass for dirt bike. We have the Airbnb that we're putting in. And so there's just so 
so much going on that we knew we wanted at least 20. But when the opportunity came for this, we jumped at it because we were like, well, 20, I mean, 100 would be even better, right? 100 is going to be a lot of work. It's going to take years and years for us to get it to the place where we feel like it's a flourishing forest again to where we feel like we've kind of healed it, picked it up, cleaned it. I mean, yes, animals can access it, but not near as good as they should be able to. Um, and we can't access it near as good as should, we should be able to. So that's just going to be a process that because of who we are, we're very anxious to get things started. We want to just see results and be able to do things right away. Um, so we're learning, we're learning that, you know, we can do things slower, but it can still get done. And the two years we've been here, we've just, so much has been accomplished that I think that's very encouraging for us going forward with everything we have to do. So, um, but anyhow, I don't know, what, why was I jumping into that? Who knows? I think it's just like discovering this time of year. So I know that January, February, March can be the very hard months. There's so many memes and reels and everything else about how, um, how this this like the first three months of the year is in itself a year because it just feels so slow and like it just drags and drags and i used to feel the same way even my kids honestly like ever since tyron was old enough to be pretty independent go outside and everything probably like three or four um after christmas was over he would cry and say when is summer <laughs> and that's kind of that's my spirit too i'm like when is summer and so it was a real struggle it was also really hard we were in the pacific northwest at the time and we have really long winters there i know that like the seattle side you th you say washington state people are like oh seattle it rains a lot well on the other side of the state closer to the idaho border and even up towards canada we get heavy winters there we get negative temperatures all the time we get tons of snow and so it's just a time of the year where it's really rough emotionally uh to be able to deal with that there's a lot of people who struggle with that time of year i don't know if there's actually a there's actually like a an official saying for when you get sad in the winter time i don't know what it is right now but anyhow that was one of the reasons we moved to tennessee because for us we knew we wanted animals and so we knew well we want shorter winters because shorter winters mean less hay which means less financial output for keeping the animals through the winter and so when we went into this we were like where is the best bang for a buck that we can live and we can be frugal and profitable and um, really strategic with how we raise these animals um, with with the least amount of cost possible and so because of all that we came to where we are now um but in that um we also decided okay even before that i was like i know that i'm not doing winter right and i want to do it better i want to really lean into this season and i want it to be like a jumping off point for the rest of the year to be like get me ready so when spring comes and it's that time I am ready to go and I have a really positive attitude. I have used the first few months of the year wisely. And so I just kind of want to talk about that today. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, I know that after Christmas, it's kind of like we're pretty busy because we're putting away all of the Christmas decor. We're cleaning the house. A lot of us are going through. I went through all my kids' rooms and we had like the Goodwill pile and the garbage pile and all the things as we made room for all of the toys and new items that they got for Christmas time. And so it was kind of fun to go into that. The kids 
had tons of things that they were doing because of the new gifts that they'd received. And so the first probably two weeks after Christmas, like the last week of the last year, the, the first week of the first year, we're just very busy. I always wait until the new year now to put away my Christmas decor which I was not always like that. I you, I used to be like day after Christmas, gone, done. It's like out of here. But I really lean into now the the time between Christmas and New Year's is literally our family's favorite. We stay in our jammies. <laughs> people on YouTube don't know, people on the podcast do. And we just soak up that time. And it is so, so fun. Um, yeah, it's a, and it's a really fun time. And that's another kind of shift that we made is I was – I cleaned the house and feel great, but then I'd be instantly sad because everything was gone. And I was like, well, why am I putting it away so quick? Let's just let's just linger here and enjoy this and not be in such a rush for the next season. And so I think that's like one of the hugest things is don't be in a rush for the next season. What can this season give you and what can you get out of this season so that um, you're able to enjoy it more? And so for us, what we have found, what I have found in our family works really well is we dig into new things. So as much as I love summer and I love spring and I love planting, I I have my my little um, planting area back there, my grow lights, my warming, everything, like all of it, the whole setup's there ready for me. Um, but spring and summer is just so busy. There is not a lot of time for extracurricular activities or new hobbies or things like that because sun up you're outside like we're in the south it gets hot in the summertime so you're out there early you're watering you're doing your weeding you're doing all your kind of stuff you have maintenance for the animals because heat is a huge deal um and there you're just running you're running from sun up to sundown eventually the kids are out of school and you're maintaining them too we do homeschooling we do like a, um, a homeschooling where we we do some homeschool through the summertime, especially through the really hot months, because then we can take some of the cooler months off and enjoy. Like we take almost all of Christmas, almost all of December off. Um, and so we just do school more in the really hot months where we're like, well, we can't be outside right now because it's the humidity is, you know, 90 percent and we're dying out there. So we're just going to be inside doing school so that we can enjoy October and November and that kind of the cooler months in the south. But we're just busy in the summertime. And then, you know, the minute you plant the vegetables and everything, all of a sudden you got tomatoes coming on. I'm canning. I'm getting all that done. Animal husbandry, all the products, like sports. Um, and so it's busy. And so I, I find myself that time of year pining for rest. I find myself loving every single second been going, my gosh, like I wish I could read a book. I wish I could do this. Like it's so funny how when you're in a certain season, you're almost wishing for parts of other seasons. And so what to combat that, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to read more now. I'm going to um, learn more hobbies. There's going to be things that I love that I want to dig deeper into, like even just starting YouTube up. I've always, I've been doing the podcast for two years now. I've been blogging since Tyron was just a baby. So over 10 years now, um, I'm working on YouTube. I'm working on my membership site. I'm working on things that in the summer I am not going to have time for. And so if I don't do them now, my window is, I almost feel panic. Like I'm excited for spring, but there's such a short season where between now and spring, there's a ton of things I have to get done that if I don't get done now, I'm not going to have time for it in, in spring. Like that, that section is going to be over. And if I want to continue to do this, I'm going to have to compromise on something else. And so kind of putting that there and going, this is your time to know this. And if you don't get it done by this, then you're just going to have to wait till next year or you're going to have to compromise on something else that you want to do 
because you didn't get done what you initially had planned, you know? And so kind of making it almost like a game of, well, I want to learn cross stitch. I Back there in the drawer is me and Evelyn's cross stitch. And I want to learn it. And so, but I'm not going to have time in the summer. And now with the days, you know, they're, they're getting lighter again, but they're still darker. We spend more time inside, more time quiet. This is a perfect time. Like sit down with the family, just chat a little bit and have your cross stitch and do that. Or your, your husband's watching football and you want to be next to him, sit down and cross stitch. Like what can you do in this time to use your hands? I think that's the biggest thing is like, Let's use our hands for something good, not screen time. So screenless hand time. Does that make sense? Using your hands in other ways to learn a task or to do something like a cross stitch, like my kids, I got them clay. They have loved, it's a clay that you bake. And so they've made earrings for grandma. They've made me little sculptures. They made things to send to friends. Like they love this clay. It was a clay, it was clay on Amazon. I think it was like $30, it was a whole kit. And they just sit here for hours and they just play with the clay. And I actually made them clean up because we've been having games all over the table. So the kids will just bring up certain games and we'll just have them here. And when my sister's over right now. And so she is the game queen. My sister, Emily, that girl, she loves games, like card games, all different kinds. And so the kids just get giddy when she comes over because they know it's game time with Aunt Emma. And so they just had games stacked up here and they'll run away, come back. The game stuff's still sitting here. They're playing with it. I made them clean up because I was doing the podcast and it was like there was too much going on over here and I had to have it kind of clean for my brain to function correctly. And so that's what we did. <laughs> So really, we're just kind of turning inwards. We're going, how can we utilize this time? But how can we also make it cozy and enjoyable? Because I know a lot of us get really sad when the Christmas tree comes down and we get kind of bummed when the house isn't twinkle lights and festive as it was. And we know that, I mean, dark is, dark's a, dark affects all of us when it gets dark so early. And so my biggest thing is put on some lamps, maybe leave some of the twinkle lights up or buy some lights that aren't so Christmassy, but are just more seasonal. I have the overhead lights are harsh. And so we have just like candle lights all over the house, lamps. The cats broke the top. That was one of my favorite lamps over there. And the cats, my kittens broke the top off of that lamp and I was heartbroken. And I'm still hoping someday I'll find another top for it. But just things to make put throws. Like I have all these throws that I keep in this big old chest that we got at an antique store. And I will take them out come January and I will just toss them all over couches. So wherever you go, you can just cuddle up with one of those pillows everywhere. You can just cuddle up with the pillow or you can set the pillow on you. Um, I do a lot of work over on the couch and so I'll set the pillow on me, set the computer on the pillow, put the blanket around me, sit there and just do all my work and it's it's just relaxing we also have a fireplace highly recommend if you can have a fireplace or even just like one of the gas ones that you can turn on I know my father-in-law they didn't have any in their house and they bought this gas one and there was like a their corner of their room and so they put it up to the corner so it made like a like a temporary it's like a triangle um, and so all the, the stuff and the equipment went behind it and then they plugged it in, but they went like all out and actually built up like, uh, the, the surround around it and they put a, um, a top on and everything so they can put decorations on top. So it looks like it was built and it looks like it was part of the home when they first, um, purchased it because he did such a good job. And so find something cozy like a fire or, um, or a plug-in fireplace or just candles to just make it very, just the, the ambiance, very romantic, very sweet, very cozy. This is Millie, if you're watching on YouTube, and she is uh, 
she's my inquisitive kitten. She was the runt. She's six pounds, so she's not she's not a big girl, but um, she makes up for it in character and um, being in the way. This is also a time like it with the games to just like make family memories. And it doesn't have to be going places, though you can definitely do that too. You could take some family trips or excursions or different things like that. But just to really lead into the game time or the family reading, we just finished, um, we read all year long, um, but we just finished Little House on the Prairie with the kids. It took me, it took me about a year to finish that whole series with them. Um, and right now we're reading Secret Garden, which is one of my favorite, favorite books. We, when I made my gardens, I actually kind of made them with the Secret Garden um, in mind. And I just kind of made it wonky with the walls and the old wood. And you guys can find that on my um, my website as well. Just kind of like how we did the garden and my thoughts behind the garden and what I wanted it to be. But um. But yeah, we just take this time with the kids and we go, let's just hang. Let's just like, what do you want to do? Evelyn want to learn cross stitch. So we did that. Um, Tyron loves to, um, he, he can't ride the dirt bike very much right now because the ground here is so muddy, but he loves to take forest walks with us. And so we'll go forest walks with the kids and we'll adventure out and just see different things. This is a really fun time here in nature in wintertime because in the Pacific Northwest, it's just so different. You know, every place is beautiful in its own way. The Pacific Northwest, there's a lot of um, green trees, evergreens. And so this, the forests are still pretty dense. But here in um, West Tennessee, most of our trees lose their leaves in wintertime. And so it's just, our, we get naked forests in wintertime, um, which some people say they don't really like. I kind of love the fact that it just exposes so much. It's like, this hidden treasure that in the summer you just couldn't see back in the forest and all of a sudden everything's revealed. Um, but you get to see so many birds here. So we have hawks and we have all these different colored birds. And so we can go out there and they're just flying all around and they're so fun to look at. And we have a little bird book so we can bring the bird book or if we forget it, we look at the birds, we can take pictures and bring them back in and try to find them in the bird books. And so it's just little things like that. It doesn't have to be anything huge. Honestly, I feel like it shouldn't be because that creates more stress on us when we feel like we have to have some big production for our family or things to occupy them it's really leaning into our life and what's accessible and available to us and things that maybe we are too busy to see that right now is a time where we can quiet ourselves and look around and say well how can I enjoy what we have more even if you don't live on a farm or anything else there are so many different um, bird feeders and things that you can get so that you can kind of have that piece of nature right at your window and you guys can see I saw someone the other day they have it's called a bird cam and it is so cool because it takes a picture of the bird, but it's hooked to the internet. And so it tells you what the bird is. So like when you go back to look at the video, um, it says, this is a red cardinal and so-and-so about it. And so-and-so about this. And so you can kind of like, I don't know, it's just so fun to be able to have that right there and the kids can easily see it and then they can research it more if they choose to. Um, and so there's just so much available as far as that goes. And I know I said like reading and stuff to the kids, but me, I have four books going right now that I'm really, really enjoying. And I know that not everyone, some people are some people can only do one book at a time, which is completely fine. Um, I should probably do that instead of reading like four books. But I, my brain, I don't know, I get, I get easily um, distracted or I get bored. I get bored easily. So I like all the books, but I like skipping back and forth. Or if I'm doing a specific project, I want to read this book today. If I'm doing this project, I want to read this book today. I'm weird like that. And so I have these different books going, but it's been so nice to be able to be like, Oh, you know, I have dinner cooking. The kids are playing. I have a moment. I'm just going to read real quick. Um, and I've even just found myself 
walking around the gardens outside. And so I can't do anything right now. You know, like even my winter garden, I was trying to keep it going. But once it hit negative 12, that pretty much killed off everything. And I don't have like a greenhouse right now to, to keep anything safe. So uh, it's it succumbed, which is kind of the things that happens with winter gardens. You just never know. Some years are going to be super successful. Some years, not so much. I had a great winter garden going until the chickens got in there and completely devoured my Brussels sprouts, my artichokes, my lettuce. They were my cabbage, my broccoli. It was horrible. They just ate everything. And so at that point in time, I scrapped it. And I was like, okay, well, we'll obviously revisit this next year. I have to patch up some holes and trim some wings so we can't fly over the top of the coop. Um, but yeah, so I kind of gave up on that. But I walk out there and I dream. And so I just walk out there and I, I just envision like what I want my garden to look like. I remember how it was last year, the things that I liked about, the things that I wish maybe were a little bit different or the struggles that I had. And I just think a lot. I just think a lot. I like to pour myself. I, I'm trying to get better about it. I, I've been trying to drink a ton of water lately. But in the afternoon, sometimes I'll um, hit my coffee and tea bar over there and I'll grab either a coffee or a tea depending on the day. And I'll just fill it up and I'll just sit or I'll walk around outside with it and I'll just think like I don't know I, I really like that and there's times where I'm like come on kids let's go out together and there's times where even if they do want to go out I go hey I just need a moment can I go outside and just and just take a minute and and be by myself like mama needs that time too and so they'll be like okay fine and so they'll go off and do their own thing and I'll just wander and I'll just think and I'll dream this is a good time for dreaming you know and so I think a lot about what I envisioned for our property, what I envisioned for the future here, what I want my kids to experience, the layout of how I want things done. You know, we bought this land and it used to be a working farm and there used to be lots of fencing and stuff. We ran into it, but it is no longer feasible or viable and a lot of it's just destroyed. And so in a way, we're kind of at ground zero. Like we have, we have the house that we put a significant amount of money into because it almost was unsavable. When we got the loan for the property, we put a big chunk down, but they basically were buying the property with the house kind of thrown in because the house really there was not a ton of value there. So that shows you how much the bank thought of our house. <laughs> but we put a ton of work into it, so it's okay. Uh, it'll be okay. It's not gonna fall over anymore. So we got that going for us, but. Um, but yeah, I just think of like how we want things structured, how we're using the land now. And so how best the fencing and everything would go with accessibility and ease and, and everything. So yeah, just a lot of dreaming. And I encourage the kids to do that too. Like, what do you want to do this year? What's really exciting to you? What do you want to lean in and learn? Can I get you any books about anything? Is there something specific that you enjoy? And, um, and so they've been having a really good time too because I noticed that when I was struggling in the wintertime and I was complaining a lot and I was having issues that that obviously bled down into the kids where if mom isn't, if she's off, then then it just kind of, there's a trickle down effect with the rest of your family, right? And so then the kids feel off and then they know mom's not like good. And so therefore they have this anxiety within them because kids, you know, they feed off of us for sure. And so then then you're reassuring them and then they're they're just kind of their attitudes are not what they should be. And so when I decided I'm not going to do that, and I think that's kind of the decision we have to make is just one day I'm not going to do that anymore. I am not going to let these months take me over. I am going to decide what's going to happen within these months and I'm going to decide my attitude in these months because there's not, I can't change, you know, like I can't change where I live right now. 
I can't change what it looks like outside right now. I can't change when the sun goes down or comes up. But I can structure my day and I can make my attitude. I'm working out right now quite a bit, which I can't do in the summertime. I can't work out as much in the summertime as I am right now. But every day right now, I'm taking a walk outside. Rain or shine, I'm out there. And every morning I wake up and I work out downstairs. I have the Peloton app and I have like the bike and stuff. And so some days if I'm feeling really tired, I'll just jump on the bike and I will either do a a video or they have it where you can just be on the bike just pedaling and I'll read a book. I'll read a book while on the bike, but there's a movement involved. And I find where when I am active and moving, I am so much more creative and I am in such a better state of mind and do i want to go down in my freezing downstairs room when it's like 60 something degrees in the morning down there and work out absolutely not but man do i feel good when i am done and i know that you can say that until the cows come home and other people are going to say you're crazy but if you just decide i'm going to do this and just do it for a week the just the level of difference in your mentality is just wild to me. And so I really, really encourage that. And I think that's one of the biggest things is even last year, I was very active through, I think I didn't miss, I missed maybe a couple days of working out in January. So far I've worked out every single day. And, and it's not for like, I mean, losing weight, sure, it would be great or whatever else, but it's just, it's the, it's the mental aspect. I feel better. And so I do it. And so we, can take ownership over our winter months and utilize them to our best advantage. And um, and that will look different for everyone, obviously. But find what brings you like brings you excitement and and make sure that you make room for that. If that means canceling on something else, then cancel on that because everything you can't have like there has to be joy. You have to be able to have moments and pockets of joy and a time where you lean into things that you want to do. And if that means turning off the TV at night to listen to an audiobook and cross stitch, I bet that's a better use of your time than the TV. <laughs> There's definitely shows I enjoy watching, but limiting TV time I think is a really really good thing, especially this month because these months cuz how much how many times do you sit down and you try to find a show and you spend half an hour and you can't figure out which you even want to watch, you know? What would have been a better use of that time sitting down and socializing with your family and chatting while you're cross stitching? Probably. <laughs> and I say cross stitching cuz that's what I'm trying to do right now. That's my hobby. I'm also trying to do rag rugs. Um, but I'm scared because there's so many different ways to hook them together. But I want to use the sewing machine, but it's very thick. So I need to figure that out. Um, when when I first got my sewing machine after we got married, my mom bought it for me. It was like one of the fanciest sewing machines I'd ever had. And I used it quite a bit. And then Evelyn was born. And when she was little, she touched some th- some buttons in the sewing machine. And it did not work right for years. And I was so afraid it was going to be super, super expensive. And I was just busy because I had young kids. It wasn't like a huge priority. Um, and so I never got it fixed. And my mom finally was like, one day, Erin, we're getting this fixed. And she took it to a local seamstress lady. And, and she worked on it for over a few hours, I think. She was like, this thing was so messed up. She's like, don't let your daughter touch it anymore. And I was like, well, she's five now. And she was like two when she ruined it. Um, but she fixed it for like 50 bucks, I think. It might have even been less than that. And I was like, wow, what a waste of time that I waited that long for $50. Like, but that's life, right? So just lean into the things that you want to do, sewing, crafting, even if you just want to hone your cooking skills or you want to learn how to can for the fall or you want to know what onions grow best in your area because de- onions depend on how much sun you get in the summertime. If you get um, a long sun onion, that's not the right way to say it, but lean into something, find something that brings you joy, decide no matter what good or bad day that you're going to try to maintain a positive attitude and then help your family out with it too. decide together. Like what can you guys do to really lift this season up so that when spring comes, 
you can step into that new season knowing that you use the last very well and you are ready for this next this next phase. So um, on YouTube, if you enjoyed this video, like and subscribe. I am going to be posting these weekly when I do the podcast, but I will also be posting other videos. Like I said, with Travis and I, I want to get my editing skills down a little bit better. So I'm working on that. Um, but other than that, I will see you guys next week. We'll talk to you then.